Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Yeah, I mean, we're playing a really good team. And if you don't show up and, um, you know, all of us, coaches, players, the entire um, group, if you don't show up and be dialed in and take advantage of, of any opportunities you have, this is what's going to happen. And that's what, what happened. Crucial moments, we didn't make plays, and they did. Yeah, it's basically it. Cliff Kingsbury after the 44-21 loss to the Chiefs in week one at State Farm Stadium. So uh, the exact opposite of how the season started last year when we were all pleasantly surprised at how buttoned up, dialed in, and, uh, you know, put together the Arizona Cardinals were in their opener, just the exact opposite yesterday uh, against the Chiefs, who are a very, very good football team. And I think the Chiefs, before we go to the phones, they quelled a lot of the fears of what is this offense going to look like without Tyreek Hill? Um, They're they're fine. (laughs) Don't worry about them. They're going to be just fine. They still have Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback. Okay. Uh, 602-260-9870 is the uh, phone numbers. We open up the phone lines on Big Red Monday. Win or lose, this one's certainly a loss, Forty four twenty one. We will start out with Eli and Phoenix here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. What's up, Eli? Hello? Yep, you're on. Yes, uh, I was listening to Bickley, and he was saying that uh, Murray was making these athletic moves. Well, he wouldn't. They need to work on their office and line. It looked like... He opened up the floodgates. He was running for his life half the game. So yeah, there was that. I, that was yeah. There, there was that. The Cardinals, um, whether you want to call it an excuse or not, they uh, they suffered more chaos on their offensive line late last week when Cody Ford went down with injury. They had to sign Max Garcia from the Giants off the street, and lo and behold, he's suddenly you know active, active, <laughs> and it's like okay, here we go again. So I do agree with that, but again, it's it, it, how you react to the pressure is is also important and we we know that when kyler murray is under pressure doesn't always work out well very true i mean there's times i mean the the buffalo game from two years ago Mm -hmm. with the the hail mary to deandre hopkins under Mm -hmm. pressure made a play happen but uh those aren't going to happen very often especially when you're under that intense of the pressure that that he was let's keep it going on the phones out to avondale don is up next here on 98.7 FM, hey, Arizona morning, Sports Station. Good morning, everybody. Uh, listen, yeah, you know, this is a prime example of a, of a game where everyone that says defense wins ball games. Uh, I mean, again, I know the offense wasn't that great, but if you look at it, I mean, we put up 21 points uh, versus, what, 44 or whatnot. I mean, the defense is clearly what's the, what's the big, big issue, and that's where they're going to need a fix in order for them to, to figure something out because that defense just looked confused. They they just they, they got worked. So, oh, um, But love the show, guys. Thanks, Thank you, man. I don't, I don't disagree with what Don said. The defense was the issue. I would have told you Friday that if you were going to score 21 points against the Chiefs, that's not nearly enough. You said you said they needed 35. That still wouldn't have been enough. It still wouldn't have been enough. Yeah. The, Listen, the it, defense it, was a mess, but the offense did not look uh, very potent at all. Nobody Listen, nobody made plays on either side of the ball. The defense is underfunded. We've said it. The, the statistics prove it. I, I don't know why there is such a shoestring budget when it comes to this team's payroll. I, I don't get it. This is not at all in philosophy whatsoever, but this football team to have success is going to have to function at a very high level offensively and there was one team operating at a very high level offensively yesterday and and again it's injuries and excuses i'm tired of it i'm sick of it 
Yeah, you can still prepare if you have injuries. You can still win if you have injuries. Absolutely. We've seen it before. Yeah, it's... Not the case yesterday. 602-260-9870 is the phone number. Bill's up next. He's in Phoenix here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. What's going on, Bill? Hey, thank you for taking my call. You know, like it's retaining players. We lost Quayus Campbell. We lost Chandler Jones. We lose all these great players because they don't want to pay them. And this is the defense you end up with. You end up with a really poor, sad defense that looks horrible. I, I don't in 25 years, I don't think I've seen such a bad defense. It is just they don't have the personnel, and they're going to lose a lot of games. Yeah, listen, it's again, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, for instance, look at Isaiah Simmons. He played very poorly yesterday. He had three tackles. He got smoked by Travis Kelsey any number of times. Um, they put a lot on this kid's plate. What if they, mis- what if they mis-evaluated completely on him? I mean, it's... It's, it's up for it's debate. The, yeah, it's he, it's he, the. He whole, said it himself yesterday. I got to be a lot better. He was not good yesterday. No, Someone else not. who didn't play any preseason and games. Exactly, and it's like you. You mean he couldn't have the guy with? And, I, and I'm so sick of talking about green dots. I have never talked so much about green dots in my life. But but for a guy that is wearing it, he 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 shouldn't have gotten some preseason reps. And again, I know this is with the courtesy of hindsight. But I'm sorry, hindsight matters when you get your ass handed to you, well, you in you week said, one. But you said it in real time too it's not like you've changed course it's not like you said yeah. oh it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and then you're saying on monday it matters and it's the, and it was the consistent difference, the difference between this team on the road road and home as well that is the sixth consecutive home loss mm-hmm. and, and that's the other thing too that if if you were sitting around going hey you know what i think our strategy should be run it back with the core of players but let's wait into the last minute to give the quarterback his contract extension let's let's you know lose key members of the offense but let's run it back with that crew yet yeah. Yeah, let's squeeze in uh, one more call out to Tempe. George is up next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Hey, George. Hey, I, I don't know why you say they're on a budget. I mean, look how much money they gave to Kime and to, and to Kingsbury and, yeah, to, right. and to Kyler. I know. <laughs> His yeah. little budget. But, yeah. you know, this, when, you started the, when you started the show, Vince, I was certain you were going to say it's a big red mess, not a big red Monday. <laughs> this is just, you know... Uh, it's unbelievable. So you got three guys who showed up to play. You got you know Gardeck, you know Benjamin, and Dortch, and everybody else just looked like they were sleepwalking. There was no effort, and I can't believe it. At halftime, the, the sideline reporter asked Cliff Kingsbury a question, and he said, "We just gotta tighten a few things up." Are you kidding me? That's that's just. Yeah. This is this is malpractice, and 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 if we go through this whole season like this, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be absolutely sad. You know, it's it's just so frustrating. I I feel really bad for Kyler actually because he's just too short. He can't see over the offensive line. That's the reason why you have all these outlet plays to Dortch, and you don't see people getting thrown to down down downfield. He yeah. can't see over the line. I worry about That's that. All- yeah, thank you, man. I, I do worry about that at times. I, I, I do think that uh, that's it, there's there's some things that are obviously holding this offense back, and, it, and you can feel free to speculate on what those things might be. But it, it, there's a lot of pressure on this football team now to win this Raiders game yeah. on the road because then you've got the Rams coming in after that. You, you, you see where this is going. Schedule is unrelenting. That's the fear when the schedule came out. Yep. You know, they don't have... What a, a break until after you know week three? But I mean, the way they played—is there a break on this schedule? No. And the most disappointing thing for me, Bick, in mm-hmm. all of it was 
the the, the constant refrain, and I'm, I'm not blaming people for for saying this going into the season. You know, last year's going to motivate us. The way we ended last season, we we did not finish strong. We had a chance to win the division, and then that playoff game. We had eight months to work on a way to to wash that taste out of your mouth, and that's what you put out there. That's yeah. And that's, I'm not even saying that I, I didn't expect the Cardinals to win this game. The Chiefs are a better football team than them, but. They were light years better That's yesterday. What it is. That's what it is. The gap between them it was, and the way Andrew Reid was flexing with some of the play design and the play calling. And Kyler Murray has got to look very much like Patrick Mahomes. You may go, oh, well, Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest there is in the NFL. Well, you're, you're paying Kyler to be the same. And it's not all on Kyler. The, the fact that there was this consensus that urgency of practice and practice habits are an issue here. I'm like, yeah. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. That's what we're talking about? Practice? We're talking about practice. Have you subscribed to the Bickley and Murata podcast? Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. You'll never miss any of the show. It's the Bickley and Murata podcast brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. If you've heard it once as a football fan, you've heard it a million times, but you're going to hear it again. You live by the blitz. You die by the blitz. That's straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on this Big Red Monday. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. He now puts in motion Hardman to set up three wide to the right side. Now they float a pass to the near side and it's caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Travis Kelsey on a nine-yard quarter route. Perfectly thrown by Mahomes and a great route by Kelsey. And the Chiefs get a touchdown on their first drive of the season. Uh, and it would continue. Mitch Holtis on the uh, Chiefs radio network on the call. First of five touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes. And every single one of them, Bick, mm-hmm. came against the Cardinals blitz. Which <laughs> the, the yeah. rates, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people writing about this today, next-gen stats. Yep. Uh, for the first time in his career, Mahomes was blitzed by the Cardinals on more than half of his dropbacks, 54% according to next-gen stats. The Cardinals' strategy to attack him was thwarted in a ruthless and efficient manner as Mahomes threw a career-high four touchdown passes against Carl's, uh, the Cardinals' blitzes. Uh, sharp football analysis also uh, pointed it out. Cardinals got super aggressive in the red zone where they blitzed Mahomes on nine of his 12 dropbacks. On those blitzes, he went seven of nine with five touchdowns. Wow. (laughs) Uh, We talked about, all right, Vance Joseph, you're shorthanded. You've used the word underfunded consistently in describing this defense. Vance Joseph does has a a history of being able to dial up pressure and scheme up pressure. But, man, for the most part, they didn't sniff Patrick Mahomes yesterday. No, and as we talked about last week and two weeks ago, the idea of scheming up a pass rush comes with a lot of consequences. It isn't just, oh, let Vance Joseph cook. No, you do that against good quarterbacks, and they welcome that. Kurt Warner famously loved to be blitzed because he knew that meant somebody was open. And he know where to find him, and he know where to look. And the same thing with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Uh, they they had Vance Joseph and that defense chasing that game, and these blitzes. They were it seemed like they were going to the right guy every time, and he was wide open every single time. And that's what you have to do when you've got a defense that's as vulnerable as this defense happens to be. And it's it's vulnerable on the back end. It's vulnerable up front. You look at the Buffalo Bills by contrast. The Buffalo. Bills Bills 
flashed a fearsome pass rush in their week one win over the Rams. They didn't blitz once that whole game. That pressure they generated against Matthew Stafford came from exclusive four-man rushes. Yes, and they did that and were able to make things a heck of a lot easier on their thin cornerback group. Tredavious White didn't play. He's their best corner. They had you know two rookies in the rotation at corner, and it didn't, it didn't matter yeah. against the Super Bowl champions. Well, that is such a luxury that the Cardinals don't have. They didn't have J.J. Watt yesterday, but I don't know if it would have looked much different with, with no. the way that the Chiefs attacked things. And, and then, then you get to, okay, well, what did we hope on? Well, going into the game, I think a lot of people were very interested. How is this defense going to, how are they going to utilize their star backer, Isaiah Simmons? How are they going to utilize Buda Baker? How are they going to utilize Jalen Thompson? Three players who, who are very, can be very explosive, very dynamic, can do a lot of stuff over a foot Football field. Isaiah Simmons had a, a, had probably as rough of a debut as he had as a rookie against San Francisco yesterday. It was not good. And and in a play that really meant something to me, and even though it meant nothing on the scoreboard, was it was a free play for Patrick Mahomes because somebody on the Cardinals jumped off sides. Patrick Mahomes threw the ball up, and it was right to Isaiah Simmons who dropped it. Now the play wouldn't have mattered anyways. Yes. But the ball was thrown right to him, and he dropped it. Mm -hmm. Those are the moments that star backers and superstars to be, you get a little kind of flash of it. Now, after the game, Isaiah Simmons blew it off. Look, it's only one game. I'm not going to let it define me. He he continues to talk a good game. But again, he talked a great game going into this year. He did. Vance Joseph doubled down on it, calling him a star backer. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was not a good debut. Now, a lot of people in the NFL are going to struggle covering Travis Kelsey. He's the best tight end in football. So so there's not a shame in that. But if you have designated yourself for stardom, you got to do better than that. Guess what? With all due respect to the Chiefs and what they do offensively, personnel-wise, the coverage assignments this week against the Raiders may be tougher. Devontae Adams, Darren mm-hmm. Waller, yeah. Hunter, Renfro Hunter Renfro is, is yeah. really tough in the slot. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to last Friday and Cliff having a little fun with the media before the game on what he was hoping to see from from the, the Chiefs' deep uh, offense on Sunday. I'm hoping they just run it every play. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Preseason, there are a bunch of 22, 21 personnel, so I think they should protect him week one and just hand it off about 50 times. Yeah, I mean, there's truth to that. And it hurt, because you saw the, the results of it yesterday. That, to me, is a head coach n- now not so subtly saying, I need some corner help. Yeah. Well, he said and, that. He said it repeatedly. Yeah, straight up. The last yeah. few weeks of the preseason was like, we, we hope there's a move coming. Hopefully there's a move coming. And there was, but they traded for an injured player. <laughs> and I got to give credit. I, I, I do want to give credit to Byron Murphy, who was who was sick. He was a game-time decision by all accounts. I think he played every defensive snap yesterday. He almost mm-hmm. had to mm-hmm. because Christian Matthew, who was in the rotation, I think he got one snap. Here's the Jace yeah. Whitaker got snaps over Christian Matthew, yeah. the guy that was elevated from the practice yeah. squad. Here's, go ahead, Jerry. I was going to say, on, on him hoping that they run every time. They averaged nearly five yards a carry, by the way, too. That so is true. That also wouldn't have I, been so good. Here's the other thing that seems absurd now in hindsight. The fact that with a second-round pick, you draft a tight end because he's the best player on the board is so good that you cannot pass him up. Okay, I, I understand that theory in theory, but when you've got a defense as vulnerable as this, 
you can't take a tight end with your second round draft pick after you've traded your first round draft pick. Again, hindsight, I admit it. But at the same time, it, 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 you've got you've to gotta be able to recognize what's what. Yeah. Trey McBride inactive yesterday. Healthy. Inactive. Healthy. And Cliff Kingsbury was asked, hey, why didn't he play? Just has to keep coming. Uh, I'm still thinking a little bit out there. He's got the the right skill set, and he's um, working hard. But we felt like the other three guys, and with the numbers we needed other places, were were the right move. Yeah, Steven Anderson got playing time over Trey McBride, your your top draft pick. And and again, they traded their first-round pick, but they got a total in week one, a total of five snaps played on offense or defense from their draft class. Wait, wait, wait. Repeat that stat. Five snaps. Five snaps. Christian Matthew current- with one, Cameron Thomas with, with, with four on defense. And to be fair, it's not like they used their tight end at all yesterday anyway. True. I mean, Zach Ertz was, was which, absent. for. I mean, he didn't have a target in the mm-hmm. first half of the game. Which is also what made that draft pick strange. Yeah. It's not an offense that overuses a tight end a lot. It, we're not uh, we're not exaggerating here. It was a completely disjointed performance top well, and to a com- And a completely disheartening performance as well. And and I think I, I, the Cardinals are going to be careful with this because they continue to tell everybody everything is fine. Michael Bidwell continues to talk about how great of a coach Cliff Kingsbury is and how great of a job Steve Kime is doing and how great, 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 great it all is. Yet it, 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 the frustration of football fans to watch another game like like yesterday, it's profound. I, I, you wouldn't believe the amount of stuff that I heard from people shortly after the game. And it's it, it, Tim Ring hosted the uh, post game show here, and he was talking and breaking it down really, you know, intelligently like he always does. And they're waiting for the phone lines to to load up, and there just was apathy. And it's because people, you know, and that's a that's a well, dangerous that's a dangerous spot to get to. Realistically, too, uh, a lot of those callers who would have called were. Home by the end of the game because <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the that's the true. mass were, exodus yeah, was about four minutes to go in the third quarter. Yeah. So listen, it, it's not the way you want to begin the season, and it, it's just it's just a shame that they could not that they just continued exactly the narrative that they left off in Los Angeles in that playoff game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they get they got an opportunity to uh, erase it next week in uh, Las Vegas. We shall see. Uh, coming up next, we'll hit the big stories of the day. Sarah will take us through the rush. Our reboot. It's Pickley and Murata mornings on this Big Red Monday, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Rush Hour Reboot. Rush Hour Reboot. Setting you up to speed on everything happening in sports this morning. Brought to you by Brooklyn Betting. Arizona built for America's dreams. Good morning, everyone. Welcome into the Rush Hour Reboot here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. We take you through the top stories of the day every single day at 730 here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. And guys, the preseason is over. It is finally game week for the Cardinals. We're so excited to look ahead to the start of their season as they finally ramp up for the... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Yeah. That was week one, wasn't it? That was. Hmm. Some people didn't look prepared. I'm Sarah Gazelle with Dan Bickley. Hi. Vince Murata. Hello. Ooh. Hello. And Jared Carlin. I don't want to cut my ding-a-ling. <laughs> don't even know what to say about I that. Okay. I don't remember that moment either. I think that had something to do with Chuck Berry. 
Oh, Starts okay. to cut something. Ah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, well, the Cardinals, unfortunately, that was a regular season game for them. They opened up the season with a pretty discouraging loss for Cardinals fans, 44-21 to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, two of Arizona's touchdowns came in the fourth quarter when the game was already very much over. Kyler completed 22 of 34 passes, 193 yards, two touchdown passes, and no interceptions. He was sacked twice. And then there was Patrick Mahomes, who was just having the time of his life for the Chiefs. Five touchdown passes. He hit nine different targets uh, and really was barely untouched by the Cardinals' defense. Uh, Kyler Murray, after the game, showed more fire than we usually see from him post-game. They kicked, they kicked our ass. Um, I think, you know, key moments of that game, we hurt ourselves. I know I know we hurt ourselves, shot ourselves in the foot. A lot of those moments, credit to them. Like I said, um, there's no shine away from what happened. But uh, as far as us, you look in the mirror, um, attention to detail, the little things, the little things, the little things. Uh, we did not execute um, in the moments where... Um, you know, we, we needed to, and that, that's that's what happens. We play a good team. All right. He says we played a good team. Yes, the Chiefs certainly are a good team. But, guys, how much of yesterday's showing by the Cardinals do you attribute to the Chiefs being great? And how much of it do you attribute to the Cardinals being bad? Uh, I don't know what the balance is, but but I do think that if you are literally going to uh, describe yourself as a playoff team, and if you're banking on what happened at the ten and two start to happen again, you're 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 saying we're good enough to play with those teams. Mm-hmm. And then when you get blown out by the Rams and you get blown out by the Chiefs, what do you believe in? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I mean it. It, it to me, it's. It, it's a little of both. They, I, I, I perfectly expected the Cardinals' defense to struggle the way they did, mm-hmm. but I thought the offense could give it a give it a run. I thought so too. Yeah, show us something. I think it's certainly the the Chiefs are a good team. We knew that. They also operated at a very high level. They did not look like a team in Week One. They looked yeah. like a team that was in midseason form already. But I, I don't know if I want to use the word bad when it comes to the Cardinals side of things. I just think unprepared, and they mm. can sit there and, until they're blue in the face and say, "Yeah, we prepared. It didn't matter." that we didn't play preseason snaps. If you're studying for a test and you say, oh, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go, and then the test comes and you get a 32% on it, how prepared were you? I mean, the proof is in the pudding. So the Cardinals were unprepared. And that pudding was gross. Uh, So you say unprepared, which means these problems that you see are fixable through preparation. With, with the return of some players, and yeah, th- I mean, they got slapped in the face, and they got to look th- look at themselves in the mirror and, and and not let that happen again. Again, it's very disappointing that that was the first game they played since that playoff debacle, and it looked very yeah. much the same. Right, absolutely. Right. Yeah, that's and and yes, what do you say? And and it was concerning to hear Kyler Murray saying, "Oh, and you you know you can't be feeling yourself like feeling too confident." And it's like, well, where in the world is this confidence coming from? Because he certainly did not earn it the way the uh, season ended last know. year. Got a $230 million contract. <laughs> but, he's, game. Yeah, but he's talking about his teammates, yeah. though, not just himself. All right, let's look elsewhere in the NFL. Uh, some notable results from yesterday. The Vikings took down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers 23-7. to No touchdown passes for Rodgers. Uh, the Steelers beat the Bengals in overtime. Joe Burrow was picked off four times. And Pittsburgh might lose T.J. Watt for a while. He uh, coming off the field 
some lip readers think he said, I tore my pec. Uh, so he's getting an MRI today. And then the Bucks uh, blew past the Cowboys in a pretty boring Sunday night game. And then Dak Prescott, uh, fractured thumb, according to Jerry Jones. It's going to require surgery, and he'll be out for at least six weeks. So of all of the things that happened in week one, unrelated to the Cardinals, what caught your attention? Oh, a lot of things. Watching uh, watching the 49ers struggle mightily with Trey Lance mm. and losing to the Bears. Um, the, the fact that everybody in the NFC West is winless. What else jumped out at? What jumped out at you, Vinny? Um, well, the, the tailgate fired Miami. The, Aaron, talked about. the Aaron Rodgers thing. I mean, you said he didn't have a touchdown pass. He no. should have. The, the bomb that he threw perfectly thrown to the rookie Christian Watson, who yeah. was 10 yards ahead of the defense. Just and just on it. Didn't even come close to catching it. it. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is going to have a very frustrating year. But I will say this. He was awful in week one last year, and they bounced back very quickly. Um, But... Their defense had no answer for Justin Jefferson. Oh, did he yes. clown yeah. on the Packers? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Never totally sees that guy good. Totally outgained the Packers himself in the first half. That's insane. That was my biggest takeaway. And and to piggyback off Bick on the San Francisco game, I think I said at one point Garoppolo would be the quarterback by Week Four. I don't think it's going to take that. Whoa! Long. After all that. Week now, three? I guarantee you Jerry Jones is on the phone right now offering like oh, I Fort Knox to get Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> to Dallas. Yeah, how about right. that? I don't know, but Jay Glazer, I don't know if you saw it, he reported before that game yesterday that that Mike, that Mike Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch had a meeting with the team's core leaders and said, look, if things get wonky for Trey Lance, you got to have his back. And this is before the game, so so they so they're well aware that mm-hmm. Jimmy G has got a portion of that locker room still. Yeah, this is going to yeah. get really really funky with That's the 49ers. So That's they, so messy. They created messy. it. Good word. All right, let's uh, quickly get to baseball. We don't want this to get lost in the mix from the NFL starting yesterday. Uh, Zach Gallen set the franchise record for consecutive scoreless innings. He went 44 and a third scoreless, passing Brandon Webb, who had held the D-backs previous record of 42 and a third back in 2007. Now, Zach Gallen's streak did come to an end yesterday in the fourth inning, uh, thanks to an RBI single from CJ Crone, but that was Zach Gallen's first run allowed since August 2nd. Unbelievable. Today is now September 12th. So what can you just say about Zach Gallen, his evolution this season, finally coming into the pitcher that we've expected him to become? Just that, coming into his own, put piecing and putting it all together, finding, you know, just really finding an avenue to, to, to rise in the ranks of starting pitching. So, you know, props to him to do that. Uh, Brandon Webb's streak was phenomenal for those who lived through it. This is a, a good harbinger for the future because, you know, it, the team, every good baseball team needs an ace, Vinny. Yeah. Even at, um, at the All-Star break, I think there was a lot of Diamondbacks fans for, you know, Zach Allen's been good all year. But I think they thought, oh, man, Diamondbacks lost that trade, too. Jazz Chisholm is an all-star. Zach Gallen has reminded everybody, this is what I can do. And if he continues to do it, there's no question on who won that trade. And it's the Diamondbacks. Yes. (laughs) To to be clear. Yeah, to be be clear. Thank you, Sarah. All right, thanks, guys. That's the Rush Hour Reboot every morning at 7.30 where we go through the big stories of the day. Another big story today, a lot of eyeballs on number nine for the Arizona Cardinals, Isaiah Simmons. His first game as the star backer. How did it go? We'll get into it next. It's Pickley and Murata mornings on this Big Red Monday. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Big Red 
Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Not my best. Um, you know, week one. I got a long ways to go. You know, I'm a lot better than what I put out there. Um, like I said, you know, it's week one. You know, you don't win. You don't win the Super Bowl based off of week one. You know, you don't make your career based off of one game. So, um, you know, I'm just I'm just looking forward to the opportunities I have against some other, you know, great tight ends. Uh, credit to Travis Kelsey, very good tight end. Um, a lot of respect for his game. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I feel like there were some plays that I left out there for sure. That's Isaiah Simmons. A lot was made of the uh, Cardinals, and it's, it's not the same Cardinals in terms of defending tight ends that we've seen uh, in the pe- the last few years. They've actually been very good against tight ends. Mm-hmm. That was not the case yesterday. Kelsey was the best in the game. Eight catches on nine targets, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Isaiah Simmons is who you heard from right there. He had a lot of the coverage responsibility against Kelsey, and let's just say that was a one one sided matchup. Uh, there was oh, a yeah. lot of times yeah. where Isaiah Simmons was out of out of position, trailing the play. There was one play, and it might have been Kelsey. It might have been one of the one of the smaller receivers that came across the middle, and Simmons got absolutely just lost on a, on a on a juke yeah. move, and yep. and was trailing the play by six or seven yards. And look, Isaiah Simmons is right. You you don't win the Super Bowl in Week One. You don't define a career on Week One. But this is also Year Three for Isaiah Simmons, who yeah, undoubtedly has the athletic ability and the talent to wreak havoc defensively. And we've not seen it. No, and we we've seen this pattern before with with talented young defensive players who can't seem to find a who can't seem to find a lane earlier in their career who keep uh, getting more and more thrown at them instead of more and more refinement. And you know you could be talking about Hassan Reddick, you could be talking about any number of guys. And now we're talking about Isaiah Simmons, whom uh, really wrote a lot of checks with his mouth at the beginning of the offseason. and I bought into it. And and I I'm not saying I'm giving up on the kid, but I, the yesterday was sort of uh, a little bit alarming to me because if if you're going to talk like that, I don't mind it. In fact, I love it. But you got to back it up. And three tackles, uh, allowing Travis Kelsey. And again, and Travis Kelsey's the best in his craft, so that's all good. But if you're Isaiah Simmons and you've set those lofty goals for yourself, you've got to have your share of victories as well. And I don't know how many wins Isaiah Simmons had yesterday. I thought Zayvon Collins played better than Isaiah Simmons yesterday. Yeah, he was uh, involved seven tackles. He had two tackles for a loss. A couple tackles for a loss. But again, this defense is the fact that Vance Joseph had to kind of scheme to the extent that he did to generate a pass rush tells you all you need to know about where this defense might sabotage the season. I, I don't. What I don't get about Isaiah Simmons is that when you're a young player and you're struggling to sort of like find your way, don't you simplify things if you're a coach for the player and say like you're gonna, we're going to have you just do this one thing so you could dominate at it? Why have they continuously made things more complicated for him? Before he's really had a grasp of everything, this is something that the Cardinals have struggled with. With Young players. I mean, we had the promo running for for weeks leading up to week one. Gambo yep. joking around. Is it, do the Cardinals take longer to figure out yeah, where to play or he, how to utilize players than any other team he in the was league? Right on the money. Yeah. Gambo is right on the money with that observation because it, that, that does seem to be a recurring issue here. And it, it's 
it, it's a difficult thing, especially when you know you you, th- you think of the players they've let walk. They decided that they weren't going to pay Calais Campbell. He went on to continue to have a really good career. They decided they weren't going to pay Chandler Jones, whom I don't think cost that much. Hassan Reddick, uh, Hassan Reddick, Devondre Campbell. Um, they've they've had their hands on a lot of real good talent, and they ended up paying a, a fortune for J.J. Watt, who who with all due respect to a great Hall of Fame career has now missed how many games? So well, this would be, of, this would be the 18, 10th. He played in eight, 8 of 18 games, including eight of the playoffs. 18? So he's okay. at 8 of 19 okay. now. Okay, 8 of 19. So not, not also not just paying him, but relying on him. They mm-hmm. went into this season really relying on him you know, as a pass rusher. Yeah, but again, we're talking about... Vance Joseph needing to scheme up pressure. Um, it didn't. It didn't affect Patrick Mahomes yesterday. They yeah. blitzed an inordinate amount and really didn't get to Patrick Mahomes. But they invested two third round picks in pass rushers. One of them got on the field for four snaps and garbage time, and one of them didn't put a uniform on yesterday. At a position of need. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's not encouraging. Uh, listen, they gave a job to Jeff Gladney who died tragically during the offseason, but there was nothing that would suggest in his past that he was capable of being a starting cornerback in the NFC West. It, it's just there's there's silent desperation all over the place here, and and I I, I don't know I don't know what explains the inactivity. Like you said, it I, I like whoever which one of you said this. I'm not sure who it was, but when they went out and made that trade for Hollywood Brown before the NFL draft, or it was on the night of the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. It, it, we, I think the Suns were in the midst of a playoff game that night, or they were in the midst of a playoff run that well, whatever. I just, but I remember thinking, okay, this is a good sign. This is a sign of a team going all in, a, a sign of a team realizing that look, we haven't really done well with these number one draft picks. Let's 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 do this. And I thought it was the first of many moves to come, and it's really just been cricket since. And and I again I don't know what's I don't know what to make of it I really don't it's a it's a little bit unnerving I said before back in the days in the in the bad era of Cardinal football they would do this stuff all the time they'd be fifteen million bucks under the salary cap people would start complaining and whining about what are you doing with the money why aren't you why aren't you signing players and then they'd start using that money to extend the guys they already have and it's okay. And so it was just basically a salary cap shell game to not spend actual cash money. And, and, and whether or not that's the, the case right now, that's what it looks like to me. And like you said uh, earlier, they waited for a cornerback. They waited and waited and waited and waited. And then when they finally made a move, they traded for a guy who was injured. Yeah. And let's see. And now that the season has begun and now that you don't have to guarantee contracts, is that the ruling now? Let's, let's see if, if, if they don't flood and swarm the zone. With with guys now, which would be another move that points to cost control and and cost containment. I, I look at Marcus Golden, who got a one year extension finally after his lengthy hold in or toe injury or both. His, his toe in, yeah, his <laughs> his toe in, yeah. Um, if if that was going to be the outcome, you know, why would you have even waited? Why why would why did that take so long? I. I it just doesn't make any sense to me, man. And, and so now, as a result, this football game is a worst-case scenario. It's dredged up, drudged up all the worst of last year. And now they've got to go on the road to play a Raiders team that's going to be very desperate. They're 0-1. Now you got Chandler. Remember how Chandler Jones and Kyler Murray used to kind of beef at each other a little bit good-natured? Yeah. We'll see how good-natured that is this weekend. <laughs> well, going back to the, the defense, um, you know, really just basically – yeah, I think there was one play made on defense yesterday. 
Dennis was what? Dennis Gardeck stripping the oh. ball from Juju Smith-Schuster oh, right, and forcing right. the turnover, yes. which led to no points. That was it. That was the one that, play. Can you think of another one? No, I can't. They didn't force any turnovers. There was a couple of other balls on the ground that they didn't get. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, again, you gotta you, have playmakers. You and, I, you and I talked about this in in real or shortly after the game. The Chiefs ran sixty six plays yesterday. They had thirty three first downs. That's unheard of. That is unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I'm no uh, Copernicus, but that's one out of every two plays. Yeah, the first wow. one. You yeah. might be Copernicus. <laughs> I don't think it was math wasn't Copernicus. No, he was an astrologer. He's right, right. So he was a, looked Euclid. through the stars. Yeah, I'm no Euclid. There I'm no go. Avogadro. You're no Isaac Newton. <laughs> but you're more like a Fig Newton, you freak. <laughs> you're no Shut John up, Nash. Jared. Filled with weird. There's brown nothing stuff, beautiful right? about that mind. Right. Uh, we're halfway through on this Big Red Monday, and wow. The first Bickley blast Uh of the NFL season. I have a feeling it's going to be a doozy. We'll do it next. Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.